بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we were discussing the incident of Mi'raj when Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to the sixth sky he met Hazrat Musa alayhi salam ulama explain that what was the wisdom in this or what could this have indicated to was that Hazrat Musa salam in his life he had traveled to Sham he went to wage jihad he taken the Bani Israel and he went to Sham but the complete victory was not achieved in his lifetime after Hazrat Musa salam passed on then in the life of Hazrat Yusha salam Hazrat Yusha salam he had conquered over these lands entirely and completely. So Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also towards the latter part of his life he traveled to Tabuk to wage jihad with the Romans and the complete victory was achieved in the life of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala when Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala had completely crushed the Roman Empire and the Muslims were victorious. But what we also understand from this is that jihad is a very important aspect of our deen. There's a lot of effort being made, not from now, for many years, to take jihad out of the equation. So they would now term it as terrorism. But terrorism is something different, and jihad is something completely different. The kuffar understand that the strength of Muslims largely lies in this aspect of jihad. When they have got this jazbah and the spirit of jihad within them, you will not be able to overpower them. Remember, one is jihad with the sword. That's one, one type of jihad, which is obviously the highest level in jihad. The greatest reward is the jihad with the sword, where a person gives his life. But then you get the jihad of the tongue, where a person speaks the truth, he proclaims the haq and the truth. Then you get the jihad with the pen, that you find ulama constantly, they are writing articles, they are correcting people, they are trying to refute wrong ideologies, they are conscientizing people against certain misguided groups. So this is the jihad with the pen, and this jihad is something that is very, very important. Anbiya Ali Musalam, they had made jihad. Hazrat Musa Ali Salam made jihad. Hazrat Isa Ali Salam, Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sahaba continued with jihad. And the hadith says, Al Jihadu Madin Ila Yomil Qiyamah, that jihad will continue till the day of Qiyamah. This jihad must not stop. Now, this effect of where people thinking that jihad is terrorism and we should not make jihad, we should not wage jihad, etc., live peacefully, live with harmony, and we must uh, tolerate and coexist. They have all these different terminologies. Now look at the effect of that there. Throughout the world, 
Muslims are being oppressed throughout the world. Look at different parts of the world. On one hand, they will tell you the Muslims are the terrorists. But if you go to Burma, you go to China, you'll find Muslims being oppressed by the Buddhists. A lot of things will not even come before you, won't even hear about it. Palestine, you're hearing. But so many parts in the world where Muslims are being oppressed, no one even speaks about it, no one even hears about it. So you'll go to Palestine, you'll find the Jews are oppressing the Muslims. You go to India, Kashmir, you'll find that the Hindus are oppressing the Muslims. In fact, a very strange thing is that you'll find now in India, it's become a, it's common knowledge that they're bulldozing and breaking masjids and madrasas. Every now and again they go, find one masjid, one madrasa, look for some excuse, no valid reason. Just bulldoze it and drop it down. And then you look in some part of the, some Arab countries, they are putting up the biggest temples. Now look at that. On one hand, you say, no, Muslims, we are terrorists and we need to be, you know, people who love peace. And Now look at the effect of that. So throughout the world, different parts of the world, if you go to Syria, it is the Shias that are oppressing the Muslims. People don't know what happened in Syria. How many years, what oppression, what level of oppression. This will never come in the mainstream media. It will never come. They'll never tell it to you. Why? Because to them, Muslims are like animals, or worse than animals. Allah protect. In fact, the Shias, in their books, you've got this thing also too. That the Sunnis, they're worse than animals. Whenever you get a chance, you can kill them. You get a great reward for it. According to them, we are worse than the Christians, and we are worse than... This is all coming in their books now. It's documented. It's something hard to, de to deny. On your face, they'll be very sweet. They'll be very kind, everything. They are best friends. But behind your back, they will stab you. And if you go to history, there's so many episodes that happen like this here. That is why we have got this thing called jihad. That Muslims, we will stand up. We will not be cowards. It must not be that these people will just walk over us and people will do what they want to do. So Nabi Karim wasallam had taken this army and they went. But however, the complete victory had happened in the era of Hazrat Umar ta'ala. And that time, the Roman Empire, they were like the superpower of the time. Superpower. But Sahaba ta'ala anhum, they were not afraid of anyone. They were not intimidated by anyone and they were not influenced by anyone. You're the superpower, good for you. You can be the superpower. We don't need you. We don't need your culture. We don't need anything of you. We have got Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have got the sunnah. We have got the Quran. That's sufficient for us. These people, you find that the whole aim is to enslave us. We must be enslaved to their systems, to their ways today morals, day culture, everything, we must be enslaved. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed the Muslims with victory. Then the seventh sky, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam met Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salam. As we mentioned, Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salam was reclining on the Bayt al-Ma'mur, that is the Kaaba of the angels. Every day, 70,000 angels, they get an opportunity to make tawaf and they don't get another opportunity. So ulama explained that the wisdom behind that 
could have been that this indicated to the final Hajj of Rasulullah. So it was right on the top now, the seventh sky, and the last part of the life of Rasulullah. Nabi made the Hajjatul Wada, he made the farewell Hajj. And you see normally the farewell sermon, the khutbah that Rasulullah had given. After meeting Hazrat Ibrahim, Nabi Karim then was taken to the Sidratul Muntaha the Lot tree. This tree is a very unique tree in the seventh sky and it's called Muntaha is like a station because whatever goes from the bottom then it stops here first and then goes above and anything coming from the top stops there and then it comes down. Nabi Karim described this tree how beautiful it was and at some points this tree would be covered with celestial nur and light and you will get angels in the forms of golden moths and butterflies and they are covering the entire tree. Nabi Wasallam said that then it comes even beyond description. It's so beautiful that no person can even describe it. And then Nabi Karim Wasallam went even higher than this and he went to a place that was called Sariful Akhlam where Okay, after the Sidratul Muntaha, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went and seen Jannat, he had seen Jahannam. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala showed him all of this. Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saw everything, he saw the other realm, he saw the other world. That is why he's warning us, he's telling us, don't do this, don't go in this line, don't adopt, take this habit up. It is a warning for us because he's seen everything already. And then after that, he went to this place called Sariful Akhlam, where the pens are writing. Remember, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has got a lot of system. This world runs with a lot of system, unique system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just look at the sun. Will you find the sun defaulting one day, that the sun did not rise on time? It's, that's how you can have a perpetual calendar. Because the system of this world is so immaculate. So Sariful Aqlam, the pens are writing from the lower mahfuz. Whatever is already written now, things need to be executed, things need to be carried out. Someone needs to go from the dunya, someone needs to be born. All that is being written. Rasulullah also witnessed this. And then eventually, there was a certain point where the Jibreel could not go any further. And he told Rasulullah that beyond this, I cannot go any further. That is when the rough rough came out, the carpet from Jannat. And Rasulullah went on that carpet. And then he got that proximity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that was not granted to anyone before him or after him. And he had come to a point where he could not hear any sounds anymore. There were no more voices, no more sounds. Complete silence. And then he began to converse and speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, ulama explained that even, you know, kiram and katibin, the angels, they are always with you. They are always writing your deeds. But even those angels could not go beyond this year. There was no one that could record this conversation. It was just between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
and Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And we can well imagine what level of ecstasy, what level of happiness, you know, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to Hazrat Musa alayhi salam, and he heard the voice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that ecstasy and that happiness in his heart, he couldn't contain him his, himself. He said, Rabbi arini andur ilik. Allah Ta'ala, show me who you are. Let me, I want to see you. But Allah Ta'ala then told him, you will not manage to see me. And here Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala blessed Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with this proximity and this closeness. And then there were certain gifts that were blessed to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Certain gifts that he was given. Remember Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala had taken him right to the seven heavens to bless him, to bless this ummah. In that conversation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also told him that I made your ummat khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas. Your ummat is the best ummat that has been removed from the benefit of mankind. Ta'muruna bil ma'roof wa tanhona anil munkar, like the Quran Sharif says. You are not here. This ummat is not here just to waste time. This ummat is not here to get drowned in luxuries and comforts. This ummah is not here to get blown away with the dunya. No, you have been sent here for a purpose, for the benefit of mankind. You're supposed to be the role model. You're supposed to be the lamp in this time of darkness. You need to be the lamp. You need to be giving people direction. The whole world is looking for direction. The whole world is looking for success. And this ummah, we have got that direction. We have got that success. We need to now, instead of us being enslaved by the kuffar and by their culture, we need to be role models now. We need to guide people. We need to teach them all these teachings of Rasulullah Inshallah, in this manner here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless this dunya with nur, with light. Goodness will spread in this world. People will get direction. People will get guidance. And they'll get success in this world and the year after. May Allah grant us the true understanding of our